0: and welcome to Gab and Grow, a podcast that we started to provide information about resources, people, places, and ideas that can help you become a successful student at WCSU. My name is Mary Beth Griffin, and I'm your host. Today, we're going to spend some time talking about opportunities for international travel as students and talk about some of the choices that you have uh, for expanding your horizons. So joining us to explore this are two people who I think know a little bit about it. Um, First, Returning to our show is Donna Warner, and Donna is the International Services Coordinator. So welcome, Donna. Thanks, Mary Beth. Glad to have you back with us. Glad to be back. Um, Also here in the studio is Dr. Suzanne Ironbiter of the Department of Philosophy and Humanistic Studies. So welcome to our show. Thank you. We're very glad to have you both here with us. Um, I'm a big travel freak, so this is always (laughs) fun for me. You know, Donna, we had you on last year and we talked yes. a whole lot about ISEP, right. um and the experiences for that. And and usually with ICEP you're, you're gone for a big hunk of time. It could be the whole summer. It could be the fall or spring semesters. It could be the entire year right. that you go away and you're doing an exchange, in essence, to another college or university. And, um, you know, those are really wonderful experiences. And I think when we talked last year, and especially having Victor here, who yes. had, had done that, who, interestingly enough, I saw on my way over here. He no was kidding. on campus for something. So, wow. Um, but but that's, a, that's a big experience. And some students maybe just aren't ready for that kind of large time away. Um, others can't afford that kind of time away. But there are lots of other opportunities that are available for international travel for students. And so I thought maybe we could talk about some of those so you know why don't i ask you just to start with you know some of the things that are available
1: well we have um several what, what we call faculty-led uh trips abroad which is part of usually a course mm-hmm. and it's western faculty taking mostly western students to a place as a group um we've had just uh, a couple of those that have been long-standing here one mm-hmm. is the italy um Trip with Dr. Farina during the intercession mm-hmm. break, and the other is um, Dr. Bakhtirova um, taking the Spain trip in the summer, which is about five weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Um, the Italy trip is three uh, Western credits, and the Spain trip is six um, six credits. Mm-hmm. So those are long standing, and then we have had some other. Um, We have a lot of club trips that Mm -hmm. do community service during spring break week. Uh, There's several of those, um, like the Newman Club going to Jamaica to do Mm -hmm. some community service, that type of thing. And then there are some new programs like Dr. Ironbider with India and – there's also, there have been some courses called Americans in Paris, Americans in London. Uh, it was Dr. Gagnon and Dr. Lindenauer from two different departments studying two different areas of those those cities. And that was after, it was part of a course of the spring semester, and then they went immediately in May after the semester mm-hmm. ended. So there's all kinds of other opportunities for students who may not be able to go for a semester because of their major. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking mostly you know, nursing, right. for instance, some of the sciences. Um, or like you said, students who maybe are working part time and they can't they can't go for a, a chunk of a semester mm-hmm. or or a year abroad.
0: Right. Now you you talked about one of the programs that I was really fascinated by, and that's the one that that you're kind of coordinating, and that's mm-hmm. a, a trip in May, I think, to India. Yes. yes. Could you tell us some more about that?
2: Yeah, it's um it's scheduled May 23rd to June 14th, and. Um, We stay at an institute called Norbalinka Institute of Tibetan Art and Culture. That's in the outskirts of Dharamchala, which is in northeast India in Himachal Pradesh, which is surrounded by uh, the Himalayan mountains, and and we're kind of in the foothills. Um, So it's really a beautiful area with uh, traditional um, villages that uh, often have a lot of goat and sheep herding going mm-hmm. on and uh, terraced, mountain terrace farming. Oh, lovely. And then there's this large Tibetan exile settlement there around the Dalai Lama. Mm-hmm. So um, we're really engaging mostly with the Tibetan exile community. And it's a we. there's a three-credit course in Tibetan Buddhist philosophy, art, and culture taught by me. Where um, they learn about the Tibetan uh, Buddhism and um, also they take a choice of Tibetan tanka painting or wood carving or wood painting from the arts masters at Mm -hmm. this Norbalinka Institute where we stay. So uh, it's a very rich experience. Absolutely.
0: Uh, uh, just
2: it's hearing, a bucket list trip. I was going yeah. to say, just hearing
0: about the the area you know, yeah. makes me very excited. Yeah, like just well, I, I'm a mountains freak. So oh, it's and you know, waterfalls idea of, and mountains. Yeah.
2: yeah, these glacial. You see the snowy peaks, and then the the rivers coming down. We. We take frigid dips in yeah. the local glacial oh, wow. stream. Yeah. <laughs> Those <laughs> of us who are bold.
0: <laughs> I think if you're making that kind of trip, you need to you need to be bold at least once. Right. You know, you might not want to do it every day. Maybe I get that, yeah, but not every but day. But I, th- right. I think you certainly want to try that experience yeah. once. So.
1: And maybe um, Dr. Einbar can explain a little bit about the place where you stay, because I saw your presentation, and it's a really nice place. I mean, it's not its, go- it's, it's not roughing it. It's I mean, not, it no, it's,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe kind of... Uh, well, it, it's at the guest house at this Arts Institute, Arts and Culture mm-hmm. Institute. So each room in the guest house has um, crafts from... They have... Um, wall paintings and carpets and furniture that all has these handcrafted uh-huh. designs, traditional designs. And um, and it's all in the kind of garden campus with a cafe that has traditional food. So, um, and each room, they stay in doubles or triples and each room has its own bathroom. So... Um, it's it's definitely comfortable there's, yeah. and Inter- there's Wi Fi, Wi internet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh thank it's,
0: God, yeah. it, they can listen to the podcast while they're there. Yeah, you know, hot, hot
2: running water, or exactly. all that stuff, right? Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> caters to um, you know we we offer the chance to go camping and do some mm-hmm. on a weekend if yeah. they if they want to rough it. Yeah, but we're, 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 it's optional. Yeah. And, yeah.
0: Do you get many people who take advantage of that? Roughing it thing.
2: I, I well, I did this uh, for six years in the past mm-hmm. at a, a different college, and um, some years we had some real, you know, robust yeah. individuals who wanted to do the most excessive mountain trips <laughs> and really loved it. Yeah. And it's funny; other years, uh, people have been, you know, more. Yeah. Actually, I would say as as people got more hooked up to their cell phones they Mm -hmm. became less adventurous yeah when we first did it there were no cell phones yeah so there there was no getting off the grid because there wasn't the grid (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's yeah i
0: i have an easy time disconnecting from my cell phone so well
2: you know i I enjoy it actually yeah right Yeah. yeah it's a treat yeah um and uh, and the air and everything once you get up yeah, these the trips the um the camping tends to be going up to a yeah. high, higher altitude yeah. so uh it's really quite spectacular mm-hmm. yeah
0: wow it it sounds fascinating and you know i know there are other opportunities that are happening right now we mentioned the the trip to italy right um and i've had some students who have gone on that and have just been you know thrilled with it I know the deadline for that has passed for signing up for this coming yes, year. Yes, yes. Um, but that's one that happens pretty regularly. I, so. it, every
1: year, yes. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. um, Dr. Patrizia Farina, who is mm-hmm. an Italian professor, yeah. and she's from that area of, mm-hmm. of um, I think, Pisa, maybe, somewhere okay, in that area. Yep. So, of course, she's very enthusiastic yep. about, you know, taking the students mm-hmm. there and, um I imagine it's 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 great, you know, with, yeah. with her as a guide. Really. Well,
0: yeah, and Florence, regardless, is mm. is a beautiful place yeah. to be. So yes. you know, spending some time there is great.
1: And I think you get the three Italian credits if you take Italian in the first mm-hmm. or second semesters is where the three credits okay. come in.
0: Yeah. And then I know there are some other trips that aren't necessarily related to classroom things. So the London Dublin trip that the student centers, student and campus centers do every year. Oh, is Dr. Another Simon's one. trip. Mm-hmm. That um, fills
1: in like ten minutes. I yeah, hear. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a very quick one. Um, well, spending New Year's in Dublin, I guess, is a you know,
0: right. Yeah, tempting. <laughs> yeah, they they started off doing it at spring break time, and then it switched, probably seven or eight, maybe a little more years ago, and so they they hopped Into Dublin and spend a few days there. And while they're there, they you know they do some fun things because they're going around and getting to know Dublin. But they also shoot up to Belfast for a day, and um, I think usually tour the Titanic Museum up Mm. there. And then last year and maybe the year before, they've started taking a bus trip across Ireland, and they go over to the Cliffs of Moher and the Galway area. So. You know, really. That's, that's not
1: for credit. That's just. That's a fun not trip. for credit. That's just right. a
0: fun trip, and uh, uh, and then they flip over to London for a few days too, and right. you know do some trips outside of that. So they usually go to Bath and Stonehenge and I think Warwick Castle. It's a lot to and, fit in, yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's you're tired when you come back. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Need a vacation from the vacation. <laughs> um, that one is also, as you said, it fills up really quickly, and Ooh. and that one, um, it's too late for for this year, but. Both the India trip and the Spain trip that you talked about um, are still open. So right. if students are interested in those, they can take advantage of the opportunity and, and take that, that trip if they want. Yes. Um, and one of the things that, you know, in talking about this trip and just being in that area where you're, you know, out with the goat farmers and things. Um, and in Spain, I think they stay with families there. They do. I, I believe they do if it's a week with the host family or the whole time. I can't, I, yeah. I'm not quite sure, but they, there, is, there are host families involved with that. Yeah, too. and that was one of the things that, that I found really exciting about these kinds of experiences. And when you were here before, Donna, we talked a little bit because I had done a class with the education department years and years ago, and we went to Russia and Estonia. And um, one of the things that I really loved about it was that we went to schools and we went to people's homes and we got to spend time with people who were living there. And, you know, when you're going on a trip anywhere, it's, you know, especially if it's a vacation, you're, you're getting there, you're going from one site to the other, you're just trying to see as much as you can. And that's a wonderful experience. But there's something so fascinating about getting to spend time with the people who live there.
1: Oh yes, yeah. Yeah. it gives yeah. you a window on the culture that you normally yeah. don't yeah. have. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah.
0: Do you find that's been the case?
2: Oh, absolutely, because yeah. um, Norbalinga, where we stay, is all served by uh, people who have come out of Tibet. Mm-hmm. So, and there's a Tibetan cultural institute where younger Tibetans, like in their twenties, mm-hmm. who, who've come out, um, are. Are learning their own culture and language, which has been, um, to some extent, in in, Tibet, in Chinese Tibet, mm-hmm. they they were not able to do right. that. So we hear the testimonies from mm-hmm. these people, and um, we often feel very moved by our interactions yeah. with the exile community. Yeah. And we we meet uh, also. Um, very various to lesser extent, people in the local Indian community. We visit like a place where they're doing organic farming, mm-hmm. uh, various environmental initiatives in the mountains, and um, and tea gardens. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> so yeah. we we do um, also some interaction mm-hmm. with the Indian community. Yeah,
0: um,
2: but I'd say that the the. The it's interesting to me that not that many Americans and students are aware of the mm-hmm. Tibetan issues. When I bring them up in classes, sometimes very few students will even realize that China has taken over yeah. Tibet. Yeah. So um, we learn a lot about mm-hmm. that. And we we've always had been able to attend teachings with the Dalai Lama. Nice. So these are mm, large yeah. gatherings with a lot of Tibetans, mm-hmm. you know, who are yeah. there. Oh, that's so, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> I I had the joy of getting to see him both days when he was here when a when few he years here, ago. Yeah. And it's it's kind of a mystical experience to just, just be in his him. presence and yeah. yes. I don't feel that about many people at no. all <laughs> you know but but there's there's something really special yeah. about that so
2: one of the fascinating things when you're in one of these big gatherings and you're waiting for him to arrive and and you can see he's arriving by the way people's faces light mm-hmm. up as they see yeah. him. So it's kind wow. of like the sun yeah. rising. And mm-hmm. You see, mm-hmm. Francis this group is looking, you know, the, yeah. And they, he hasn't mm-hmm. said anything, it's right? It's just his presence. He's
0: just filled with light.
2: He is. I think that's yeah. the best way yes. I can
0: describe him. Yeah. And it's, it's, he's like beaming. Yeah. He has, yeah. and yeah. there's
2: this sense of warmth, mm-hmm. you know, you feel, mm. yeah. uh, you just feel um, this connection with him. Yeah. And uh, so that's really. Moving, yeah, and um, most of the years we've even been able to have a private audience with him. because oh, The woman who's my facilitator uh-huh. there, her, her husband works in his office. Oh, okay. So he's wow. able She's to call friends in high places. Yeah, I was yeah. Say. <laughs> literally you know, high places. It can't be guaranteed, but you know, he, <laughs> yeah. he, he if if it's possible, we, um, wow. we do manage to do that. Oh, that's fabulous!
0: That's fabulous. Yeah. So, so. Other than the chance of maybe meeting the Dalai Lama. <laughs> and yeah. then he'll pat you on the head, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I would like that. Um, why, why should students try to take advantage of some of these opportunities?
1: Well, again, I think for those who can't travel long term, it still offers them a unique experience. Mm-hmm. And especially led by someone like Dr. Ironbider, who's been there before, um, and who knows the culture and who knows the philosophy of that whole area. Mm -hmm. Um, And the same thing that goes with the Spain and Italy trip. Um, They're they're faculty, but their knowledge is so, so, the breadth of their knowledge is Mm -hmm. amazing. And I think that that gives the student kind of extra a little bit, even more so than maybe going on a study abroad semester. I mean, they're getting taught by faculty at another university. Mm -hmm. But this is... This is more like in depth, right? And I think, and they might even, if you know, ha- have a new view of their professor mm-hmm. in that sort of a setting as well. Right. And uh, that never hurts, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and I think, um, yeah, I-, I think it's it's a, it's a it's a great option for students. And some students do both. Some will do yep. study abroad, and then mm-hmm. they'll do, you know, one of the yeah. the courses abroad. So, um, oh, it's it's a tremendous experience. Yeah. And for those especially who for some reason it can't fit into their major. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't upset their sequence of courses right.
0: and it still affords them mm-hmm. a chance of studying abroad. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Mm. Um you know if you if students are thinking about these kinds of experiences how should they get started? What what should they be looking for? What Well, um I know their the website
1: if they go in and the search bar and put and do short courses abroad Mm -hmm. the list will come up okay um but not all of them are always on the list Mm -hmm. so like the americans in paris americans in london um i know there were um well the wow obviously that gets Mm -hmm. circulated those things are usually listed in there and i know students look at like flyers and things that are hanging up all over and they usually give a list of info sessions that might be coming up like Oh, now, actually, too, um, Dr. Pinnu is doing another trip to Costa Rica um, okay. during spring break as part of a, oh, a couple of biology classes. Yeah. You have to be in those courses to do right. the Costa Rica trip. And I believe she does turtle research or something I like that. I think so. Yeah. Um, so she'll have a series of information sessions. And I think mm. you'll have some information yeah. sessions as well. And those are usually posted. We try to get them in the WOW mm-hmm. and, and um, get them out to students. If I know they're coming up, I'll email like my students who are kind of in the pipeline right. for for study abroad and, mm-hmm. and just let them know. Um, and then the best thing, and there's always contact of the professor um, right. for more information on all the trips. Um, and their emails are always there. Yeah. And then they can just get information directly from them mm-hmm. and go to the info mm-hmm. sessions. Yeah. Um, and I know Dr. Bakhtirova, she usually does a brochure in addition right. to her advertising for the Spain trip. Um, so that's always available to students too. Um, yeah. I, I put place those around campus, too, as well for students. So
0: yeah, and um, I think looking early in the year too yes. is probably mm. important because some of them it does come up so quickly. Well, I know like yeah. the Italy
1: trip. I think the first deposit is September. Yeah, or something. yeah, I think it was um, like September twenty third. India or something. and Spain are February. I think the first think. deposit. Yeah, um, yeah. There's different schedules according mm-hmm. to so they should look early in the in the academic year. Yeah, definitely, yeah. or even the spring semester before the academic year where they want to do one of these trips. So Dr. Um, Ironbier,
0: if students have, have, you know, committed to doing one of these things, mm-hmm. what are some of your suggestions for how they prepare for this kind of experience? Yeah. Because, you know, it's not like, I mean, some of it's like getting ready to go to Canada, but, you know, right. <laughs> but it's very different. You know,
2: Yeah. India is definitely yeah. a different experience. And, um, I mean, there's some obvious things like... um, Now, I was trying to convince people to dress modestly Mm -hmm. uh, because um, women in India tend to have their legs and arms covered. Mm -hmm. And actually, it's practical because it tends to be hot during the day. Mm -hmm. So there's a certain practicality to the clothing. Um, But uh, that kind of goes with the sense of Developing an open mind and being a Mm -hmm. good guest, you know, kind of um, being open to seeing what is appropriate, but also I think, you know, feeling collegial and -hmm. and, uh, being open to talking to people, Um, and uh, and being patient because they're often long. You know mm-hmm. the the flight is, itself is yeah. somewhat long and painful, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and all of these things. Um, but I think people who who are drawn to this trip are yeah. are sort of already interested in in uh, having these kind of qualities. Right. Yeah. You know, they don't want to go somewhere where everything is just like what they're familiar right. with. Yeah, They're like uh, a little
1: bit out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, so,
2: yeah. Um, and there you can be quite out of your comfort zone in India. Perhaps the most disturbing thing is is the... We have streams between poverty and wealth mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. But it's much more in your face mm-hmm. that there is great poverty. Yeah. And also great
0: wealth. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And um, so these... You know, you find yourself constantly thinking about the the, the same issues that we all have, mm-hmm. but they're they're kind of more dramatic yeah. there. The environmental issues that relate to the mountains, the Tibet is sometimes called the third pole mm-hmm. because of the glacial um, right. presence there, and uh, those glaciers are now melting. Yeah. in. so there's a lot of Um, you know, to be prepared to kind of look at difficulties. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think going
0: in with that mindset that nothing is like what you're used to, mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and so trying to, I always like to try to do some reading before I take a trip like that so I know a little more just about the culture and, and what's going on there so you're, you know, at least just kind of prepared for it and to yeah. know that things just don't work or go at the pace or things that they do here. <laughs> yeah. And so you kind of have to be ready for that too. And that's, yeah. it sounds like it's simple and it's not simple.
2: No, you know, it, you have to wait till you're doing it to mm-hmm. see. Yeah. Um, I remember one, one year as part of this trip, we went up to the dock, which is at 17,000 feet. Oh, wow. And, um, and you can get really sick yeah. with that. But then I, I noticed that the Ladakhis don't move very they don't move like New mm-hmm. Yorkers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shocked by that.
2: <laughs> yeah. And if you actually moved at their pace, you, you might you were much yeah. better off. Yeah. Uh, wow. You know, so, yeah. So uh, yeah. it's interesting to kind of notice those kind of mm-hmm. things. You know, one of
0: the things that I was thinking of in in trying to come up with some things for us to talk about, too, is that you know, I, I took another trip once through—it was actually through the Activities Council here back when I was in graduate school. And, and they we went to Germany and Austria, and it was right as the Berlin Wall had fallen. Oh, wow. And so— and I know we've had other trips that have gone on and, and kind of history is happening while you're there. Yeah. So in addition to just kind of paying attention to that, sometimes that can be a little, you know, frightening. Yeah, um, daunting.
1: And, yeah. and yes. you know,
0: you worry about people's safety and things. So I wondered if we could just talk, you know, a little bit. Because I think for the most part, our trips, you know, we do a lot of planning. And right. so, you know, we do a lot of things to make sure people are safe going into it but i'm sure that's you know something that concerns not just the students but maybe their parents and things yeah um you know do do we talk anything special with them about those kinds of
1: well the faculty is part of their course abroad mm-hmm. they do a pre-departure yeah. orientation so some of these things will be brought up yeah. um then as far as and i think there are arrangements along with that of you know should something happen, mm-hmm. there'll be a meeting place for everybody, yeah. or mm-hmm. you know a, some kind of communication yeah. with each other, um, as far as just yeah. to make sure everybody's safe and that yeah. they're in a safe place and until they can all get together yeah. again, mm-hmm. and then, and then I guess if it was an emergency, they'd have to decide whether to depart early right. or right. Um, um, yes, but and then um, the, the the faculty too, leave they do leave a roster of. Mm-hmm. Uh, participants with yeah. campus police because they're here 24 right. 7 so if the school has to be notified about anything um yeah. and then they 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 will conduit to like the provost yeah. or student
0: affairs yeah. or the people who would be
1: involved in that
0: yeah i always tell so, people you know you can have bad things happen on a trip to the grocery store too yes. so right. so or to disney please, world or please to, don't yes let that impact your right willingness to kind of take advantage of this because you know Overwhelmingly, they're as safe as as walking down the street somewhere too. Right, you know, and and to miss an opportunity to really learn more about the world that we live in. Yes, yeah, Um, you know, when you're worried about stuff like that, it's just not it's not worth it. So, um, you
2: know, (laughs) yeah, and I know I this woman who facilitates everything for us over there. uh, She and her husband have lived there since the 1970s. Okay and they've done a lot of um working with mm-hmm. tour groups and yeah. things so they're they're really knowledgeable about mm-hmm. um uh, you know they know a lot of people and yeah. they 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 know i, I they know i trust down to kind yes. of yes <laughs> yeah yes uh, and you the know. fact is and they're um we're generally all we generally all know where one another yeah. are we're yeah. not that widely scattered right. um yeah Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and I think just the the fact that you are working with people that you've worked with for years, or or organizations, you know, when we are at other places, that that makes a world of difference right. just in how secure you feel about yeah. about the process of things. Definitely, too, so. I know that yeah. yes,
1: Dr. Farina and Dr. Bakhtirova have people on the yeah. on the ground right. as well yeah. that they that that know the area yeah. and can give advice and that yeah. type of thing. Yes.
0: Well, I could go on talking about this forever, but, <laughs> but I keep getting signals that we're, you know, maybe going on. So I, I do want to thank you so much, Dr. Ironbiter and, and Donna Warner, for being the guests on Gab and Grow today. Um, if you are listening and you had any questions about any of the trips that we've spoken about, there is more information that you can find online at wcsu.edu backslash international backslash short hyphen courses, um, or you can always reach out to any of us as well. Um, is there a way that either of you would prefer if people have questions that you'd like to be contacted? Probably email or...
2: Yeah, email is good.
0: Email or
1: I'm in the Midtown Student Center. They can stop in. I'm in the Intercultural Affairs office. So mm-hmm. they can just drop in if they'd like
0: fabulous um if you have questions for me not that i can answer anything specific about these but you can always reach me at griffin m at wcsu.edu and i hope if you're listening in that you really do take advantage of some of these opportunities yes. they they you know vary greatly in cost and things so there's really something that can fit just about everyone in terms of your budget um and I also hope that you tune back into Gavin Grow and hear what's happening here and at WCSU and the rest of the world. So thank you again, and you. Uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you. It was a thank pleasure. You. Thank you. Thanks.
2: Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.